Welcome to the show, Fairways and Finance. My name is Jeff Smith. I've been in the mortgage business for 16 years, top quarter percent LO nationwide. And you know, this podcast, we want to talk about your finances, how to grow and accumulate wealth and all things related to the mortgage industry. But we're golf lovers here as well. So we're going to work in some golf. Don't worry for my golf lovers out there. We got you. And I hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this episode today, please share it with anybody who's in your network. I'm working hard to grow this podcast and depend on referrals from from the audience like you. And uh, we greatly appreciate you helping me to spread the word and build my brand. If there's nobody who comes to mind, leave us a five-star review. That goes a long way in helping to grow the brand as well. Enjoy. All right, guys. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're doing well. All my LOs out there, we are in a season of change in our business. Um, you know, we go through some some difficult years and some amazing years in the mortgage business, and and right now we're getting into one of those difficult markets. Rates are rising, uh, not a lot of inventory, and so this is a time when you know we often see LOs start to make moves to different companies. I think we're going to see a lot of companies close their doors over the next twelve to eighteen months. A lot of mortgage companies now are starting to run in the red, and so we're going to see mergers, acquisitions, and just straight up companies closing and LOs needing to jump ship and get to a different organization or make moves for a variety of different reasons. And, you know, when I'm talking to loan officers, there's really like four reasons that LOs typically make a move. And and we're going to go through each of these, but it's lack of support in operations, lack of support for growing a team, compensation and technology. And so I get a you know this these types of questions a lot of like what what do you think about this company or should I make a move for A B or C reason and so let's break down each of these so lack of support and operations this is like one of the absolute absolute like non negotiables in the mortgage industry you have to have tight operations period if you're not getting loans done quickly you are going to die. And I i mean, I spent the first seven and a half years of my career at a bank. I had to leave that bank because it was just so difficult to close loans on time. That's the number one killer to somebody's business. When you can close on time, you can ask your clients for referrals, generate repeat business and referrals from the clients you're already doing deals for, and you get an exponential growth in your business. Operations, that you also have to have the right people the right players in the management roles within operations. When you don't have underwriting managers who understand the importance of the sales team, then there's always tension. And I've been at companies where that's the case, where operations management almost looks at sales like with a with like a jealous eye, you know, because sales is the highest compensated group within a mortgage company. And uh, sales can be demanding. And sales wants it now, now, now. But that's why we're in sales, because we are hustlers and we're going out and we're bringing in the business and we need to get it done and provide a great experience when we do. And so sales, especially in the mortgage industry, is the lifeblood of the organization. I mean, if a a mortgage company, you know, mortgage companies aren't that valuable when they're sold because there's not a lot of tangible assets to a mortgage company. The assets are the sales team and the the top originators who bring in the business. Without them, there's no revenue coming in, literally. So a lot of mortgage companies, and I've been at one 
where they don't understand the importance of sales. They don't appreciate sales. They actually even kind of like look at sales as overcompensated and like an afterthought to the organization, completely missing the fact that they have no business without sales bringing it in. So, you know, like here at Cross Country Mortgage Room, the group that we work with in operations and especially the management team, they get it. And they're here to support us and help us get these deals done. And there's very open lines of communication, not only with underwriting management, but with underwriters themselves. And then turn times are held to a super high standard, 24, 48 hours max, docs out 24 hours or less every time. And you have to have that dependability to be able to get deals done on time and be able to set expectations properly when you're talking to referral partners and clients on, yes, we can get this deal done or no, we can't get it done. And then you know, you want to know that the operations team, they're not going to add all kinds of like feel good conditions and extra conditions that we don't need. You know, like we, we had a file the other day, the uh, underwriter, it was her last test case file and it's a clean deal. And she added a bunch of conditions on the loan uh, because it's a test case file and she's just over conditioning it to, to be careful. So it, all it took was one email to our underwriting manager. He's like, oh, yeah, this is a test case for her. No worries. I'll, I'll clear all those conditions. That's what you want because you're going to have underwriters who add conditions at times and they don't need to be on there. And you're never going to stop that at the underwriter level. I mean, I've been in this 16 years and I, I've never seen a staff of underwriters where every single one doesn't add conditions. You always have a few of those underwriters who want to add every little document in there as part of the approval. And if you've got the management team there who gets it, then they can talk to the underwriter and get those things waived and help you sort it out. So it's the management team that's the most important part when you're looking at what does good operations look like and feel like and how does it work. Now, the other side of that too, this is something that I've worked really hard on in my business. And I think that it's something that loan officers need to have an honest look in the mirror when they're thinking about this. Are you submitting good files? Because if you submit bad files into underwriting, it doesn't matter how good operations is. Those files are going to suck and they're going to be painful and they're not going to close on time. And the best operations team in the world isn't going to get those deals done on time because you're sending in loans that shouldn't be sent in to begin with. You're pre-qualifying buyers who have no business buying a home or you're, you're pre-qualifying people who aren't ready to buy a home. And so that is super important if you want to be a high-level originator because every time we have a deal that turns into a nightmare or it has trouble closing because we made a mistake originating it up front, what happens? We have to focus all of our time on getting that loan done. It takes 10 times the number of hours to get it done that a regular deal should take to get done. And it's always because we made some kind of mistake at origination. It's rare that it's not a mistake at origination uh, and something else that comes up. You know, But sometimes things do come up and you know, we get that all the time, you know, appraisal issues or um, you know, title issues, those kinds of things, those happen. But when you're thinking about operations, if you have a really good operations team, you will get the most out of it if you do a really good job of operations up front. So be honest with yourself about that. Get processes in place. I've put together some really tight checklists and CYA emails that we have that go out to all of our borrowers. We now do pre-underwriting up front on every prequal. So when we pre-underwrite a prequal up front, we can tell the 
seller, when the, our borrower is submitting an offer, that they've been fully underwritten and approved. And we have an on-time closing guarantee where we guarantee to the seller we'll close that transaction on time. Otherwise, we pay the seller $5,000. So we not only are very careful and thorough up front, we're taking that next step of getting the, the loan underwritten and approved for a stronger offer. Let's go to number two, lack of support for growing a team. So you know, over my career, like, I've been fortunate to be ranked you know, in the top quarter percent of loan officers nationwide, top half a percent and 1% for a number of years. And the single biggest game changer to getting to that higher level was building a team. There's just so much to do in our industry. It's crazy how much it takes to close loans. It's just a lot of effort. And it's a even more effort to go out and get those loans. So as a loan officer, our job is to go get the loans and to make sure the loans are closing. So as a solo loan officer, you can do up to five, six loans a month solo. And then beyond that, if you want to close seven or eight loans a month, you need a full-time assistant, period. And a lot of companies don't understand that. And I've been in a company that didn't get that. You know, they just LOs are overpaid. They're not working hard enough, blah, 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 blah. They're not understanding that it. if you're really spending time out prospecting for business, you need that support at that level on your team to allow you enough time to go out and get the business. So, you know, here we operate under one full-time staff member per every six loans that you're doing and you scale it as your production increases. And, you know, within my office, I like to see us a little bit overstaffed so that there's capacity for growth. If you're already at max capacity with your staffing levels, then you don't have any room to grow. So you've always got to be a little bit overstaffed as long as you're growing. If you're stagnant, then yeah, you should be staffed at max staffing levels. So when you're growing, keep it overstaffed a little bit, and then you've got that slack to be able to build and add more loans. So yeah, a lot of companies just don't get that. And uh, I, I first started my team in 2017. And once I hired my first team member, I doubled my income three years in a row, three consecutive years in a row. And by that point, I had three full-time staff members on my team. So you need a company that's got your back and, and the support to be able to build and then scale your leads by having support to help close the loans. Compensation, that's the third one. A lot of crazy compensation plans out there. I know I've seen several that that uh, are not great. I've been a part of some of them. Tiered compensation plans, not a fan of that. Uh, I think loan officers, if you, you know, whatever number of deals you bring in, the company is still generating the same amount of revenue on each of those deals. So you should not be paid less for doing less deals because the same amount of revenue is coming in. Now, we, we want to see LOs here who are doing good production. We don't have you know one or two a loan month, two, one to two loans per month LOs here. Like This is a company where we have LOs doing really good production, high producers, building teams, originating at a very high level. Um, so not to say that someone doing one or two loans a month should just go along in perpetuity getting full compensation. But tiered compensation plans, I think, are a, a complete killer. And it's misleading in terms of how much money you're actually making because you've got to average out what you're making in each tier to have a good idea of what your total compensation is. It's amazing to me how many times when I talk to a loan officer, they don't understand how much they're actually making. 
they think that they're making X number of basis points. But then when you start to peel it back, they're not actually making that amount after expenses and doing certain loans for less compensation and, and, and so on and so forth. So as a loan officer, you need to take a look at your last year's production, your net taxable income, net taxable, and divide that into your total volume for that year. So net taxable income into your total volume, that percentage is what you made in basis points, period. That's it. So do that calculation and see what you're at from a compensation perspective. I find so many times it's lower than what people think they're actually making. And, and that's pretty scary when LOs aren't understanding how much they're actually making per deal. Uh, so, so that's huge. You know, and along with compensation is companies contributing toward the cost of building your team. You know, so here, you know, we cover a base salary for that one staff member per every six loans. And, you know, we'll help with marketing and, um, you know, different coaching and uh, bonuses for staff and uh, swag materials and all that kind of stuff, all these things you need to build your business. So your your total compensation is not only just what you're making in basis points, but it's also what are you getting in additional revenue for these different things. So all of those components are super important from a total comp- compensation perspective. And then technology. So technology, you know, a lot of mortgage companies have pretty good technology, you know, all the origination systems, reporting systems, solid websites, all of that kind of stuff is super important. Where I think technology is going and and it's the most important now is through social media and building a strong social brand. So 70% of Americans are on social media now. And on average, uh, the average American spends two hours and 20 minutes a day on social. So if we're not in the social media space, we are not in front of our clients and referral partners enough. And so it's not just for clients, but it's for developing referral partners as well. A big focus of mine this year is going after financial planners, CPAs, family law attorneys, and life insurance agents all of these people work with clients who have some level of money because you're not working with one of those professionals if you have no money. And a lot of those clients are going to be well qualified. And when you think about getting a referral from a financial advisor, this is the person who manages their finances. This is a person who they entrust to help them build wealth for retirement. So when they refer you as a loan officer, it is a very strong referral. That client is likely not going to be shopping you with other lenders. They're going to have that implicit trust built in because of the referral. So you're going to close those type of loans at a, a much higher, those type of referrals at a much higher rate than you would any other referral source. Real, real estate agents are also a really good source for business still and you know the number one pillar of business for loan officers. So having great relationships with real estate agents is key. Real estate agents are on social now. I think they do a better job of it than we do in our industry right now. Agents have really gone head into social. And so that's a space that we need to be. And then finally, being able to go direct to consumer. So you know, here at our organization, like we're able to set up a website where you can uh, market homebuyer seminars and, you know, use uh, pixeling through Facebook and now they call it meta, like retargeting campaigns and ads to be able to drive traffic and teach a homebuyer seminar or get direct in front of consumers before they've hooked up with a realtor. So those kind of opportunities with where technology is going and where people are spending their time are available for loan officers as well. But you've got to be plugged in with an organization who knows how to work that kind of stuff. And that that's a space that like, 
I think every LO needs to be focused on going in, in into 2022 and especially the years ahead. Look at Rocket Mortgage, biggest mortgage lender in the country now, and they're all at online advertising and direct-to-consumer. So we can do that same kind of thing, but we have to be plugged in with a group who understands how to do it and what the processes are. So high level, those are the four reasons LOs make a move. Any questions on that, or if you ever wanted to talk something like that through, I'm always happy to connect for a call. Shoot me a DM. Hope you're doing well. Talk to you later. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I, I hope you enjoyed the show and got some valuable information out of it. You know, I, I want to help to educate others and, and help people grow their business and build wealth. And I can only do that with referrals and your help getting the word out about this podcast. So if, if you come across someone you think could benefit from this, please share it with them and, and would love to help them as well. And if there's nobody who comes to mind, a five-star review would go a long way in, in helping me to, to grow this podcast and grow the brand. So appreciate your support.